It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. I gotta tell you, I have really, 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 did I mention really been looking forward to my next guest? Uh, especially, especially in light of recent events. And uh, Mandy Gunascara, former chief of staff at the EPA, joins me. Uh, of course, our topic, Mandy, uh, the recent SCOTUS ruling uh, regarding uh, the EPA, the West Virginia versus EPA case. Uh, and that is such a uh, such a bigger than just EPA case as I see it. Uh, with the the agencies and Chevron deference and other issues and state versus federal government. But last week, Mandy, I don't remember it was Thursday or so, I got a tip on what was happening in the European Union and in the parliament. And as this news broke, and I know you've been busy, maybe you didn't see it yet, but 328 out of 639 members, the MEPs, voted to label investments in gas and nuclear power plants as green, and now the EU member nations would require 20 of the 27 to oppose uh, before this becomes law. Reality is a harsh taskmaster, and some have seen what's going on uh, in Europe. And here in the United States, I'm hoping we see some of that too. What do you say? Yeah, I think we will. And it just goes to show that people are waking up to the cost of virtue signaling. And now that the world is faced with serious issues like the instability in Ukraine, domestically, there's inflation and high energy prices. And there's the high energy prices over in Europe as well. Um, They're cutting back on their virtue signaling endeavors, which is great. Um, And what happened in the Supreme Court, going back to that, that could not have come at a better time, because with this administration, with the president's ever decreasing approval numbers um, and the courts shutting down his regulatory actions, um, he's not going to be able to go to Congress to try to get things done. So he's going to continue to try to push the bounds of appropriateness within the courts. And the fact that the Supreme Court came out last week and said, look, regulatory agencies, you cannot take actions of significant economic or political significance unless you have a clear line of authority written in the law. That was the big takeaway. And it was specific to EPA, but it has broader implications for the entire regulatory agenda of the Biden administration, which is increasingly important as Americans are reeling from the consequences of his bad energy policies and his broader economic policies that are causing so much damage. And thank you for putting that in the clean statement. There's a lot in this uh, 89-page decision. Uh, I'll put that up on for everyone out there. I'll put it up on my social media. If you haven't read it, you really should. At least give it a good scan and go through the initial pages of the syllabus. As Mandy, I know you've read the whole thing. But taking this decision, West Virginia et al. versus uh, the Department of Environmental Protection et al., you know, t- or EPA, rather, uh, et al., and, and, and pushing it, I would say, to the uh, away from what is often called Chevron deference, overreach of bureaucratic regulatory process beyond legislative requirement. How important is that beyond just this case in West Virginia coal and the clean power plan, but to other agencies and what's really a battle between reasonable states and the federal government? 
Yeah, it's, it's hugely important with regard to the voice of the American people, both at the federal level and the state level, to impact and have a say in the policies that affect them every single day. So the major questions doc- doctrine is a huge check, and it will ensure that when agencies are making decisions, they make it within the confines of their limited authority. There's been a trend over the last few decades under the Chevron doctrine, as you, as you referenced, to give the agencies more and more leeway, which has inhibited the outcomes and had detrimental effects to the American people that have largely been pushed out of having a major influence in those outcomes by design of the Administrative Procedure Act and a couple other legal applicable statutes. But at the end of the day, this outcome is hugely important because it reinstates both the voice of the American people via Congress and via the state to have a significant role in decisions that impact citizens. And it's important to have that voice in these considerations because they take into account broader implications. They take into account the cost people pay for goods and services and everyday needs like gas and electricity. They take into account jobs and tax revenue, those sorts of things that play out the local level that are largely muted at federal agencies when they're looking at taking these sorts of decisions under the purview of important but limited missions. And it's really important because there's a couple of big regulatory actions pending over the Securities and Exchange Commission, for example. Um, They're trying to turn an agency charged with stabilizing markets, which is increasingly important right now. They're trying to shift that agency into uh, an environmental or a climate change regulator. They don't have the expertise to do that. Plus, that would be disastrous for the economy. So this decision couldn't come at a better time because it will keep regulations like that, uh, purportedly will keep regulations like that in check and off the books. Next, uh, is it next steps? I mean, you're the expert here more than I am in the EPA, but next steps to put this in play. Obviously, the states can now, and the state governor's offices, state environmental protection has a role to play. But for the people listening out there, Mandy, and certainly for myself as well, what's next to make sure the decision that has been handed down goes into effect? Well, first and foremost, it's um, you know, it will it will take some time for everything to be fully understand and fully implemented at the lower level. But the practical implications, because the rule at the heart of this decision, the Clean Power Plan, never actually went into effect. So nothing changes today. But what changes, which is really important, is the outlook upon which the Biden political appointees are looking. And I have no doubt that beyond some of the regulations they've already put on the books, they have a line of egregious regulations that will inhibit the ability of Americans to live their lives in a happy, healthy and safe way. Um, Now they're looking at coming up against a range of legal challenges that are likely to prevail because of the West Virginia EPA decision. And I want to also make this note, too, because there's been a lot of misinformation. There are still a range of tools available to both states and EPA to continue to reduce emissions and ensure that economic growth is done alongside and in in the context of environmental protection. But it has to be done consistent with whatever the agencies are taking the action, their line of authority granted to them by Congress. At EPA, that means they can't rewrite electricity grids. 
um, and they can't put certain businesses out of business out of business that they politically disfavor. So there are still a lot of actions, both the states, most importantly, and EPA in partnership with the states can take to continue this country on its path towards a lower emission future. All right. I, I would love to dig deeper into the weeds and you, and you know that. And in a couple hours, we could probably get me to even understand more of this. But I wonder about this aspect of it, the way state EPAs are organized as an agency and their agreement with the federal government of sort, ones that give further deference or not. And, and yes, there's a red and blue line to some degree, but even beyond that. So is there anything there that's more favorable uh and you know look the folks of west virginia fought this battle but the nation you know could have or at least certainly many of the states could have a good outcome but what about those state epas is there are there ones that were models that will work better or faster well it it depends on what environmental program you're talking about but the way it works right now is there's some states that have really robust state-level environmental programs. Sometimes it's the air program. Sometimes it's the, it's the water program. Um, and out west, they have particularly good air programs because of the prevalence of oil and gas development. And so the way that it works is EPA will delegate their authority to the states to basically take over um, and be the lead on ensuring whatever regulated activity, be it oil and gas development or industrial processes um, that produce things like chemical and resins that basically make up our entire day-to-day lives, that those are done consistent with federally set standards, but the states take the lead in implementing them, which is usually significantly beneficial because the state leaders, they're much closer to the operators on the ground. So they can come up with more practical ways to achieve these environmental goals, be it emissions reductions or getting certain pollutants out of the water. Um, And they can be attuned to uh, larger economic sensitivities, like a lot of people work in the oil and gas industry. So they want to make sure they don't deter investment and growth that undercuts job creation at the local level. So there's a delicate balance. But one important takeaway, David, is that under the Trump administration, we worked to strengthen partnerships with states and let them take the lead where they could and wanted to. And the Biden administration and, you know, the West Virginia decision is a residual effect of the Obama administration. They looked to the states not as partners, but as puppets, essentially, to do the bidding of top-down mandates that caused a lot more harm than good. And that's the biggest difference in approach to environmentalism between the two between the two administrations and the Supreme Court made clear that the agencies cannot take actions that cause such harm and significant detrimental consequences unless they have a clear line of authority. And in the case of West Virginia, the EPA, they did not. Environmental attorney, Mandy Gunasquera, expert, former chief of staff at EPA, Greta Thunberg, teenager. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you, Mandy. I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Look, I think this is an important day that that combination of that Supreme Court decision 
uh, and the things you've described, you know, the next steps, what's involved here, because, you know, people are waiting, right? People, people's lives are been waiting on some of these changes and still are. But, you know, that lead that, that if things change overseas, maybe there's some pushback here. I, I don't know. I, look, we've got to get to reasonable policy which includes uh, a proper economic outcome. And then we can deal with uh, all the other things. And as I like to say, we're the true environmentalists because we want to conserve our environment writ large, not just talk about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and I'll just say this. Look, the growth of the administration comes at a cost to people, a hard cost in terms of dollars and cents, but also a cost to freedom and liberty. If it were up to the Biden administration, they would regulate everything we do from the flights that we take to the cars that we drive to the things that we can eat. Um, And that significantly inhibits the way of the American life. And it's also completely unjustified if you're looking at environmental outcomes. We can let people do all those things. We can curb the cost of government on American businesses, and we can continue to to improve the environment. We proved it in the Trump administration, and we can do it again. And this decision from the Supreme Court is an important check on the attempts to continue to grow the administrative state and impose those costs on the American people. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, This sets the stage in a sense for us. Mandy, thank you as always. Yeah, great to be with you. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.